Will you shift? Will you shift, my friend? 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 I remember making the decision going down. I was like, right, I'm going to be just out when I go in. I'm not going to hide. And I remember for years, people were like, are you gay? And I'm like, no, I'm not. And then I, when I went to boarding school, I remember this guy asked me, like literally on the first day when I was unpacking my dorm, he's like, so are you gay? And I was like, yeah. And then he's like, right. I was like, is that all it took? Hey, we are Graham and Nathan, and this is Will You Shift, My Friend, a Go Loud original podcast, because Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts. In Will You Shift, My Friend, we speak to well-known personalities all about the art of shifting. We talk about your first shift, teenage discos, holiday romances, and breakups. You'll find new episodes of Will You Shift, My Friend, every Tuesday at 1pm first on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms and the new Go Loud app is available to download for free in the App Store now. Right, enough talking. Let's get into some shifting. Um, you can hold that. Feel free to hold okay. it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, just don't around there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I think... One, we, two, one, two. We are good. I'm there. James? Hello, can oh, you hear me? Beautiful, oh beautiful. My, my dulcet tones. James Cavanaugh, welcome to Will You Shift, my friend. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming on. Um, we were just commenting beforehand how the theme of your new podcast, <laughs> What Did You Eat This Week, is stuck in our head. Yeah. Well, I think you should sing it back to me. What did you eat this week? What did you put in your mouth? <laughs> what did you eat this week? With James, James Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. That was so stunning. I'm actually going to kick Chloe off the jingle and I just so. insert yeah. that in. I think so. That was gorgeous. Nathan, you said to me earlier on you wanted to uh, confess openly to James yes. beforehand. Before we kick it off, get it all out in the open. James, I want to open it up here. Okay, Dude, so I'm I remember a few years ago I was in La Guillotin. And isn't that where your partner will? Yeah. And a group of girls went up to me and they said, my God, you're William. Can I, can I please get a selfie? I'm such a big fan. And I was like, yeah, no one asked me for a selfie. So I pretended to be William. Oh, my God. And it was so such a photos out there of you as William. Yeah. And it was such a lovely compliment. I was like, William, great beard, oozing raw sex appeal. They thought I was William. So there is someone with the photograph and it's just... A gaunt-looking man with a beard. Do you know what, though? I kind of... I'm looking at your face now. I see a whisper. Do you? I see a whisper. You're way taller. Like, he's shorter than me. Yeah. So you've got the tallness. And he's he's a muscly guy. He's, yeah, stocky kind of vibes. Big old chest. Big old chest on him. I think they thought maybe William was sick that evening. <laughs> That's why they came up to me. Oh, William. Wow, you look oh my weird. God. I must tell him he'll be delighted, oh, I'm sure, with, your yeah. com- with the comparison. Thank you. I'm such You're a tall fan. and sexy. Oh, look, please. Yeah. Oh, this is so standard beautifully. I'm so, so happy. Great. Well, I'm so will you shift, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James, I want to know about your very first shift. Let's get straight into it. Where was it? Who was it with? Um, so I actually remember we used to play out in the road um, when we were like 10 or whatever. And we used to all practice. I haven't thought about this until today, but we used to practice 
kissing on our kneecaps. Okay. So we all used to like lie in, lie in a row and like be like, oh no, <laughs> scoring our kneecaps. <laughs> and then we'd like look at each other and be like, no, you probably need more tongue or whatever. And then I remember we start scoring each other's kneecaps. Oh. <laughs> but we never scored each other for some reason. <laughs> so I'd be there uh, scoring Aoife or Glenn's kneecap um, and Who had practicing. the best kneecap to score? I had the best kneecap. Okay, of course. Yeah. And what was so good about your kneecap? It was just very bronzed and <laughs> I was always had a little tan. Of course. Yeah. Now, it was I, gorgeous. I feel very frigid over here or a bit of a prude. I'd never kissed a kneecap before. Well, it's actually what's quite... It like? It's like a mouth. It's really weird. It gives back. It gives back, yeah. And if you move the kneecap, it's like saying. a tongue. <laughs> so it can get... It's like you're kissing... So, yeah. so if you're ever lonely of a night, uh, you can just start kissing your kneecap. <laughs> so it's quite nice, but it's also... Yeah, so that was our, my first experience of practicing yeah. to kiss. And then in primary school, I remember we all hit a, a certain age or like maybe it was in maybe it was in fourth class or something. We all were like, hang on, we can all kiss each other. Uh, it's just it's just one day we all start kissing each other. And I remember it was quite like regimented. Like we'd go out into the playground and someone organised it. I think, I think it was this girl, Siobhan. She's like, okay, Orla and James, you're kissing over there. Danny, you're kissing over here. And it was like an event or whatever. And it was always in this little bush. Um, so me and this girl, Rachel, I think her name is, um, we we were, were shooed into the bush by the kissing organiser. And um, we started kissing in this thorny bush and um, that was my first kiss and then we got married after it nice so yeah th- we, there was this goal post and if you kissed and liked each other you got married and uh, someone was the priest and how long did the marriage last for? it lasted like a month I'd say and were, were there divorces and did someone else come in to try and break up the marriage? yeah so we, we were separated uh, a month later and then and then she I, re- I really fancied her I think I was a bisexual child I actually was really really in love with her I'm gay now if, I don't know I'm coming out to you guys I don't know if you knew this is an exclusive well, okay <laughs> this is good this is good just for you okay this is a good will this be the promo moment yes yeah. Sunday World are you listening you put that in the headline <laughs> um, so I remember really being really in love with Rachel she kind of reminded me a little bit of who I really who was one of my first celebrity crushes Sarah Michelle Gellar I used to really be obsessed with Buffy Buffy yeah yeah yeah. and she kind of looked like her or something but then she left me and uh, got with this other guy and eventually married him a month later or whatever so it was was cutthroat Uh, and was it quite fluid were you kissing the girls and kissing the guys no I didn't kiss guys until I was about until I was about 13, 14, 15 maybe. Kind of late bloomer. I was loving the girls at, yeah. at that time in my life. <laughs> and you mentioned score. Mm. Was that the word of the day? Because that, obviously that's my shift word. and meet. Your country though. Yeah. Mm. We're talking to a few different people and they're saying that shift they only found out when they moved to Dublin. But maybe that's the culture you take over in Dublin as well. Maybe. Because yeah. I it was always score I think when I was, in, when I was young and then I went to boarding school in West Meath and it was shift. Okay. And I was like, what the hell is shift? Like shift yeah. a bottle of water across the table. Like it was a weird word. It is a weird word when you really think about it. Yeah. Um, I'd say in Ireland we probably have the most words for kissing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got shift, score, where. Meet. Where. Where the face I love off where someone. The face. That's yeah. how Dublin, I think. That's a real, like you're properly going. Yeah. For it. You're wearing, like, like you have actually, red around yeah, your You mouth. want to wear skin follicles off yeah. the person, like properly wear them. Yeah. And you said you shifted the first boy when you were 13 or 14. How did that come about? Um, I can't remember. I think it was that... Um, 
I think it was in school. Okay. And um like it's it's so funny when you think back to that age. It's it's all like four people are kind of blurred into the one and this, mm. the one situation. But but I think it was like in school and we were maybe drunk at a party or something like that. And and then that was my first boy kiss. And then I was hooked. And was it a big moment? <laughs> Um, it was. I remember it was a very, very big moment because I think things are completely different now. But back then it was like, if in my experience anyway, it was quite homophobic. Like it was quite r- not cool to be gay. Um, and I remember it was kind of really exciting as well because I was like, oh, and I was starting to realise this is who I am. And, you know, that kind of way. Um, and yeah, we kissed. I think it was at a party. And it happened a few times then after that. And then I think he went off into straight worlds. <laughs> and I stayed in the gay lane. <laughs> I I always think that's kind of really difficult being gay. It's hard to know if someone's gay or not. Do you know what I mean? You could fancy someone, but you don't know, oh, are they gay? Yeah, um, yeah. Is it kind of hard to negotiate or, or to go I down I think as path? you get older and wiser, you kind of, the gaydar gets better so, and you kind of know who's not and who is. But when I was in, in boarding school, I was the only out gay person. I, I was in school in Dublin um, and I was kind of bullied in, in, in school and it wasn't a great atmosphere. So I ended up being sent down to boarding school. And I was actually quite terrified because I was like, hang on, I'm in Dublin and I'm getting bullied. What's the middle of the country going to be like? I was expecting pitchforks. You know, if they if they smelled the gay off me, they'd run me out of Westmeath. Um, but they were it was so, boarding school. I, I'm such a fan of it. It's such a melting pot of so many different types of people. We had different uh, religions. We had people from all over the world. Then there was me, a, a gay. So it was never. I never was bullied. It was actually really funny. I remember making the decision going down. I was like, right, I'm going to be just out when I go in. I'm not going to hide. And I. I remember for years I would always buy, people were like are you gay and I'm like no I, I'm not and then I, when I went to boarding school I remember this guy asked me like literally on the first day when I was unpacking my dorm he's like so are you gay and I was like yeah and then he's like right I was like is that all it took that, yeah. nothing if I just said it and then he was fine so um, do you think in Dublin were you trying to hide it in Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But not very well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very obvious. Um, but yeah, when I, was in, when I was in boarding school, I was the only out gay person. I thought I was the only gay in the world. Do you know that way? Um, and now it's, 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 it's come out, lol, that uh, a good few people in my school at the time are now, you know, gay. They've come out or whatever. And I'm like, where were you on the lonely nights in boarding school now? <laughs> Could have yeah. done with you. But uh, yeah, so. Well, you, you do realise though, James, that you have probably helped so many young gay lads come out because you're so high profile and you're so comfortable within yourself. It's definitely helped teenage lads come out. And do, yeah. you, do people ever contact you? Yeah, I've spoken in schools. I've done a good few campaigns where it's involved me going to schools and, and speaking. And especially when there's LGBT weeks, I'm often often invited into um, secondary schools and I speak. And uh, you can always see them in the audience as well. You can see someone who looks a bit uncomfortable or looks very curious at what you're saying. or And then I, I'd get messages afterwards, like DMs from these uh, young guys, whatever, like, thank you so much. I'm actually questioning my own sexuality. Uh, what you've said has really kind of opened my mind and and, and I think visibility and representation is so important like when I was growing up I I think like the only gays I knew of were like maybe Graham Norton or like 
you know, you'd hear Freddie Mercury or like really, really like up there people so far away. But like now it's great because people see all sorts of people on TikTok or on, on Instagram or it's very more, we're exposed to a lot more different types of people, including gay people. So I'd say... um it's a lot easier now. Where would you say the confidence came from? Hmm. Do you think it came from uh, your parents or? No, I actually, well, I'd say a bit of it did, but a lot of it came from when I went to school and everyone took me under their wing and accepted me. It like energized me back. And I, I, I always say I'm, how I am now is very how I was in primary school. I was really, I led the crowd in primary school. I was always in the school plays. People loved me in primary school. And then I went to secondary school and everything changed. And a lot of people get bullied in secondary school. I'm not, I don't even blame the people who did it for me. It's just, it's an atmosphere that can happen. Um, so then I kind of went back into my shell uh, or back into a shell because like, I'd never been in a shell. My family are very supportive of me and everything. But then when I went to the next school and um, it's it was all about people just l- allowing me to be me and then I started to flourish and turn back into the primary school James that I was so I think um, it's down to people just allowing you to be yourself and, and building you up What's the story with teenage discos? Because would you when you were in private school or boarding school, sorry, mm. in Westmeath, did you stay the weekends or did you come home at the weekends? Or how did it work? <laughs> so I was only allowed home once a month. <laughs> my, my, yeah, my parents, I think my dad was like, no, we're getting the best value for that money now. <laughs> so uh, we had like activities and stuff on the weekend. Um, and the odd time I would sneak into Mullingar and like go to like like house parties and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, but we had the odd school disco um uh, uh, like around midterms and stuff just before the midterm there was like a big school disco so I, I actually grew up away from all that you know people in Dublin they talk about Wes and they talk about all this I didn't really have that because I was you know in the middle yeah. of nowhere um, so it was all it was kind of organised school discos and stuff like that the, like the teachers would be oh, yeah. in there looking There'd at be you six of them like yeah. dotted around the room and it was almost two a ruler metre apart or whatever oh right yeah but we, we found ways to have fun like because it was at boarding school I, are you, either of you got from boys school or anything like no. that? No. It's like so fun and I think it has a real uh, a bad reputation but usually with people who haven't been to boarding school but like the crack you have and like you'd sneak out of the dorms at night and I remember like people used to bring back little bottles of vodka and you know you know drink sponsorly and all that but like you'd, you'd end up having loads of fun like after the school disco ended then you'd all sneak out into the hockey pitch and kiss each Was other. Was it a mixed stuff. boarding school? <laughs> It was a mixed boarding school. And I'm such um, a fan of mixed schools. I think segregation is unnatural. It, it doesn't reflect real life. Um, so I just don't understand schools that are same sex. It doesn't, I don't think it works. We, you, you were mixed. Yeah. yeah. I was mixed as well. I couldn't even imagine going to an all-male school. It'd be yeah. Horrible. 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 But you need, and I often find uh, when I was leaving school and say going to college and starting to meet other people who were in different schools, you could almost tell who mm. was in a mixed school versus an all-boys school or an all-girls school. They're more emotionally intelligent um, and you need a bit of male and a bit of female energy. Everyone does. Doesn't make any sense in this day and age. None. I, I have a big group of female Female friends, and mm. I put that down to the fact that I had so many female friends in secondary school, and I'm so happy that I have them because I wouldn't like to be just surrounded by men all the time. As manly as I am, James, you yeah. know, I know you don't believe that I have female <laughs> friends. You play GAA, you're uh, very manly. 
I've recently retired. Oh, have you? This is the big announcement. Yeah. I've retired, guys. I've retired. James is gay and I've retired. Oh. Two, bi- <laughs> two, big ex- two big exclusives here on the podcast. And you're a William t- lookalike. I'm a William lookalike, yeah. <laughs> we can lash that in as a promo as well. Uh, is there a song that you can remember shifting to? Yeah, Pretty Green Eyes. No, oh. Pretty Green Eyes. I love it so much. Ultra Beat. Ultra Beat. Yes. Yes. What is, where were true. you? Is there a. Is there I was a in school and that was that was played, I think, three or four times by the DJ. It was mm. like a local DJ. Um, and that was. Th- uh, that was the song I think of my ch- really of my teenagehood I loved it so much and it was always played any sort of disco or whatever I was in so that really sticks in my mind that was a big era uh, DJ Sammy Heaven Ian Van Dahl Castles oh, in the Cascada. Sky Cascada Bass Hunter like that stunning is stunning music yeah, absolutely like it really Huge. is and Bass Hunter used to do the rounds then in college where did you go to college? Uh, well, I went to um, Rathmines College. Yeah, I only did like half a year there. That's another You're story. Like, that's, <laughs> that's enough for me. No, I never ended up going to college. I actually, I feel like I missed out on that whole thing. I, I like the the four years in UCD or whatever. But I am. Um, I did the leaving cert and I got enough points to do Basque weaving on the Iron Islands. That was the only course I could do. I think that's still on the CEO form. But I I, I wanted to do communications in DIT or something. Didn't get enough uh, points. But um. We now that in the same course, I know we would have been there. That. But now that I look back, I wish I did the basket weaving. I would love. That. You would be a fantastic basket Wouldn't weaver. Wouldn't I? So yeah. pegs there is like in a little wall <laughs> on the Iron Island, a little iron jumper on you. Yeah, I, I turned my nose up at that course. I would pay money to do that course now. That seems like therapy. Did you go on a leaving cert holiday? No, oh. I didn't. You yeah. didn't ever do the Magaloofs or Santa Panzas no. or like that. and I'm, I'm jealous. I wish I... Uh, I did the Magaloof. Really? It was hell on earth. Was it? I did 10 days and I would never go back again. Really? Oh, it's a scary, scary, scary But was place. it not kind of fun in a way? No, it was fun for the first few days and then when I realised everyone was English and everyone was bigger and there's nothing wrong with English people but we were in a place full of Union Jack flags and they were okay. all very aggressive towards the Irish and we just wanted to get to Santa Panza where all the Irish bars were <laughs> but that was like a half an hour taxi journey and when you're just out of leaving search you can't afford taxis every single night when you're on holidays. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the Biden memory in my head was in the main square where like all the nightclubs are one English guy picked up a stool and it was like just a flat seated stool and the seat came off somebody's head. He hit it so hard across his head it went flying oh and then blood went everywhere. God. And then the local cops came in whipped out these battens and just started laying into them. I was like, lads, we need to get out of here. Oh, jeez. I also had, we went skinny dipping and one of my mates stole all my clothes, so I had to walk back through Magaluf. Um, well, actually, I was left with just my boxers, but in the middle of the day with just I my boxers. I feel like that you'd ble- like that be normal, yeah, no a normal shame. sight. I did, and I went back, and then a few people spotted me looking a little bit kind of nervous, and they started cheering me. And then yeah. I said, "I can't look nervous here because they'll get the better of me." So I started to own it, and yeah, then kind of put strut. my hands up and did a little bit of a strut. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I want to go home now, please. Yeah. I'm done with Magaluf. Yeah. No, never again." I'm sensing James. You had a holiday romance. I'm just. Did you have one? A holiday romance. Um, I've definitely, definitely had loads of sex abroad. But, uh, so I was just thinking there, I never had um, the Magaluf holiday, but I did go to Thailand. And that was the kind of same vibe. Mm. That was very fun. Um, And I went, I actually went on my own. And oh. yeah, which was an odd, like, I actually liked it, but it was, it was odd at the time to How do. How old were you? 
now I was I was like 25 or something yeah. I wasn't too young um, but I went over on my own and did I went to the full moon party and the half moon party so kind of had that bit of Magaluf craziness that I was actually I was craving ever since I never did a six year holiday type thing so I felt like I got that from that yeah what did yeah. you make of the full moon because I, I think I was, might have been around there the same about 2013, 14 ish yeah I did th- Four weeks in like in August. What did you make of the full moon party? So I went to the half moon party okay. as well. That's did you go half moon? I no, went half full moon's moon. better. What? I didn't know the difference. You just all get painted up and... But half moon's in a forest and the oh. full moon's on the beach. Yeah. And the forest is amazing. It's kind of oh, like a, the forest and electric picnic Like, and they have all the trees are carved out and all these kind of sculptures and stuff. So it's really cool and it's all lit up. I found the, the full moon was like, you were like sardines on a, in a can. Like you were all rammed on I the beach. I didn't love the I didn't full love moon. it. I the half moon is what you want to go to. I didn't know about so that. So do you have to wear yeah. different things in the forest compared to the beach? No, you kind of wear, wear the yeah. same things. Everyone's topless and yeah. covered in paint and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the vibe is very different. And it's a lot. It's I've, I hated how busy the full moon was. Hated. Same. Did you get the, the buckets with the, the mad drinks in them? Oh, ripped my stomach apart. Yeah. It is, so it's Never basic. been the same. Oh, I ended up in hospital. Did you? So me, you know Nicola Connell. Yeah. Me, Nicola, and my friend John Mack all ended up in hospital. We got really, we think it was food. Well, we think it's it was... the ice, I think. But we think it was because there were six of us on the holiday and we all went out for dinner one night. Mm. And um, we had, we drank our beers from bottles mm. while the others drank theirs from glasses. So okay. we think that was it. But we also, me and Nicola claimed that we were being poisoned by the hotel owner because the day before we had a massive argument with her because the pool was green and we couldn't swim in it and we wanted to get money off because we were obviously poor. <laughs> and uh, the next morning after breakfast, we all got violently ill. So we were obviously blaming the woman for uh, poisoning us oh, and yeah. putting stuff in our breakfast. Yeah. Um, but it just turned out probably to be Wheels disease. Okay. Yeah. What's Wheels disease? It's when rats piss all over bottles. Oh, oh, That's what God. we tried to figure out. So yeah, the three of us ended just, up in hospital. We were getting the, you get them in the Sandcastle bucket and... Uh, it, they're just on a massive table and they're kind of grabbing stuff under the table and you can't really see and throwing things in it and uh, you're off your head on those drinks and as the, well. they also give the option to have the slightly more expensive vodka and even though you know it's all the same even though you know it's like even if it is better for me I'm probably saving and when you're on a holiday like that and everything's so cheap like a euro like you'll fight over a euro yeah like, no no I want to get that cheaper and all that because I'm on holiday and stuff like that yeah. and always go for the cheaper one and it just oh, I'm sorry you yeah. said you went on this trip by yourself yeah was it hard to make friends not at all I think James would be alright now yeah making friends but also like Irish people stick out like a sore thumb for some reason you always just can see them or spot them or hear them so I, I made friends with this group of Irish girls and we were kind of inseparable then for the two weeks and I was like delighted nice. um, so yeah I had that gorgeous Gorgeous madness experience. Any romance Thailand, or were you single at the time? I wasn't single at the time. Okay, when I was with William, so I didn't. I didn't have the the romance. Yeah. See, that's the, that's the problem. I've been, I've been with William now ten years. Where did so, you meet William? Mental. We met on Grinder. Okay. Yeah. So he was um he was living in in Limerick at the time. He was in Limerick College of Art and Design, and I was uh, living in Dublin. And he came up um to Dublin, and obviously it was Grinder. I don't know if Tinder's the same, but it works on literally a radius. Like yeah, it only location. picks up people. Yeah. Um, so he, we picked up in each of his radius and I remember he messaged me and he had this picture of a painting as his profile picture I'm like red flag you know some, what mutant is hiding behind this painting <laughs> um, and he was chatting to me and I actually really loved what he was saying and how he was chatting and the grammar was gorgeous 
perfect grammar. Um, and so I was like chatting back, chatting back. And I was like, do you have any photos? And then he sent me photos. And I was like, oh, hold on, he's arrived. So then we were chatting, chatting, chatting. And um, then he came up uh, for New Year's Eve, actually. I actually casually said to him, I was like, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? Like, as in... Like, just tell me your plans. I'm just making conversation here. I'm not inviting you to my Eve. And then he was like, oh, I've actually no plans. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, well, you can um, you can come up to him. I'm having, I always had a New Year's Eve party. He was like, come up to my New Year's Eve party. And then he was like, okay, sure. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, ballsy. What? Ballsy. But I was like, what weirdo doesn't have New Year's Eve plans? Do you know what how, I mean? How far out? Uh, it was about a week. Yeah. Do you know? I was like, oh. this is, he's going to be okay. weird. Okay. So then he came up and... And did everyone know at the party... Yes. Just everyone have pepper spray because there's <laughs> a crazy good looking man with a beard. He's yeah. going to be arriving. We don't know his backstory. <laughs> yeah. So I, when I was... Everyone was like literally like yeah, staring as, as he kind of walking in the room because no one could believe like, And what this was the was exchange happening. like? Did you go in for a hug? We went in for a, an awkward hug yeah. and then... Um, he brought him up and it, then we ended up riding that Fireworks. Night. But uh, it was great. And uh, it turned out anyway, eventually, that he di- did have uh, New Year's Eve plans, but the house that they were renting fell through nah, or some that's, shit. That's not a bullshit. Yeah, story. you can take what you <laughs> no. Did you ask for the picture uh, of the painting? I must ask for what the painting was, Why did actually. he do that? I, well, I don't know. Maybe I should ask him this. But I was his first boyfriend. Okay. So I don't know if he was like not out, not out, out or something like that. I need to actually figure that out at that time. I, I, he was with a girl before me and with girls for all of before me. And oh. Then I, then I, yeah. Okay. Then he came out and then he met me. And well, you couldn't go back after. You couldn't. After Jane. No. <laughs> did you ever have a girlfriend? Just the one I got married to. Okay. In primary school, yeah, <laughs> a very intense girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, so I know I never, I, I, I was kind, I what I realized I was gay kind of toward sixth class. Maybe I started to be like, hang on, the boys are more attractive to me than the girls, and then it just grew legs. And you said you met William on Grinder. Yes. Do you have any bad Grinder experiences? Do I have any bad Grinder experiences? Or were you surprised the first time you went on to Grinder? Because mm. I've never been on it. But I hear that you can put in if you want to hook up or not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have that with Tinder. Yeah, that's... The straights don't really... I feel sorry for you in that sense. Like, there's no real hook up app. It's all kind of date-led. I suppose you could put in your bio, I'm a horn dog. (laughs) I'm horny. I'm not here for a long time. Let's make it three minutes of fun. (laughs) But Grindr is, like, it's way more NSA... Yeah. Uh, no strings attached. Uh, Which is kind of nice. Vibes. Oh, it's great. Well, if everyone's great. on the same wavelength and everyone's yeah. out in the open, it's like, yeah, I just want to have sex. Yeah. That's perfect. Totally perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about your first date with William. First date with William. Um, well, it was that time he came up to New Year's Eve. That was kind of technically yeah. a date. But mm-hmm. then we went, um, f- I, I after that, then I went down to Limerick and I visited him in his like student accommodation and we went for dinner somewhere in Limerick. And it was like so easy, like from the get-go, like the conversation just flowed in a way it didn't with anyone else I'd been with before or dates-wise anyway. I hate dates. I'd say you're great fun on a date. Yeah, I guess I'd warm into it, but I hate them because they're they're just small talk, and small talk is my nightmare. Mm. Like I hate like 
I used to work in PR and like sometimes I'd hate events because that's all it is. It's all just this is small talk. And to me, that's kind of dates. And uh, I've some friends that are kind of serial daters. I'm like, how do you cope? Like meeting someone new all the time and then you have to do the whole, where did you go to school? What are you doing as a job? Like that's, I hate that. But yeah. with William, we launched almost into a uh, not deep and meaningful conversation. We were just having like hilarious chats do you know straight away there was none of like and what your parents do and uh, there was none of that boring shit which that's what I hate about dates um, so it just kind of um, naturally progressed very fast and we ended up uh, we were going out for like two years maybe and he was living in Limerick at the time so it was kind of it was on not on and off but I wouldn't see him that regularly and I had someone moving out of my house and I needed to get someone to move in and he needed to move to Dublin because he was coming to NCAD to do a master's and I said Look, this is a real unorthodox, I don't know, like, it's kind of weird, but do you want to, like, would you move in? Because we were both desperate for that switch. And he moved in, which was a bold move. Because we, like, spent, I'd say, max three months together, you know, mm. within the two years. But, like, amazing. Got on well. Uh, completely that's well. Know. That's when you know when it's When you know, you know. I would say you're a very, very good wingman. Yes, I am. Yeah. Can you give us any stories about when you've been a successful wingman? Well, through my whole secondary school, because I was almost like, I find as a gay sometimes, especially in a mixed school, you tend to be the go-between between the girls and the boys. Um, and I think um, in, in, my, in, in boarding school, uh, I used to be instructed by the girls who they fancied and to go and get intel from the boys in the dorms. Um, so I was a spy. Oh, I was gonna say and I was working for both sides. <laughs> I was fucking everyone over. Um, the, the boys would be like, right, I, you know, Jill's really hot like find out information or I'd find out that actually she's more into Alex or whatever la, la, la. so I was, sw- I was full espionage and I loved it yeah. I absolutely loved the power I had so um, I, I was responsible I'm such a Cupid I was responsible for so many relationships Absolutely. and relationships that lasted years decades um, what's so, your secret is it just I think knowing exactly what the other person what each wants and I'd be very honest honest as well if someone's like look I really fancy that I'm like no it's not going to work or or I'd maybe suggest someone they weren't even thinking of and then they're like actually yeah I, I, I think I would be a great matchmaker in another life. I, I definitely, that's, I did that a lot during school. You should be approached for a TV show. That would be great. I think you'd be very, very good. Like I'd love that. I think you'd be yeah. great. Yeah, I was thinking blind date. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd be fantastic. Or some sort of like um, fast um, speed dating, speed dating type yeah. thing, yeah. or something like that. Do you think opposites attract? One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, William, me and William are in essence completely opposite. Like he um, is more, way more introvert than me. He's, you know, he's in his own mind. He, um, his interests are completely different to mine. So yeah, it, they definitely do. Do you think you find it difficult being with an extrovert? Not at all. No, I wouldn't. But I've like all my friends are extroverts, and I think. It, not to sound all Kyrie Bradshaw, but like you don't have one relationship in life. You don't have one main relationship. I consider some of my friends as as important as William. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, the relationship I have with some some of my friends are as intense as the relationship I have with William. So uh, I'm in a re- I'm in many relationships. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have lots of boyfriends, and uh, a lot of them are experts as well. But I I love the calmness William brings though mm. as well, and he's really level headed. I'm. Ex- I'm incredibly anxious as a person and I have been over the past like two, three years like horrendous anxiety loads of panic attacks What are you stressed out about? 
Um, do you know what? It's it the an- really annoying thing is it's nothing specific. It's kind of when I hit like twenty six, twenty seven, I used to get like horrendous panic attacks. I'd wake up at four a.m. every morning for some reason. Always, always four a.m. Heart racing, feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. Always felt like I was about to die. And um, where some pa- some people get panic attacks and they're like, right, ride it out. I'm literally kind of ringing nine nine nine. They're that severe. Um, and I've kind of started. You know, I I have ways of managing them and stuff. But it, it, mainly, it's down to William being very level-headed with me, telling me I'm not going to pass away, um, able to bring me back down to earth. So, yeah, I may may not actually live with someone who's an extrovert in a boyfriend sense, but it's it's nice to have the the friends that are like that, but it's lovely to go home and have the yin to the yang. I remember seeing an Instagram story of you and William staying in a really nice hotel. I don't know where it was, but William was uh, lying in a bath. Oh yes! And oh, yeah. Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Oh, every yeah. year, love it. every year, oh, I love it. It just it made me calm. See <laughs> William. He is a very, he's a very calming guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Naked William is very calming, oh. <laughs> but he is. He's very chill. I actually am trying to get him to do a podcast because I I, I call him Wiki William because he's always on Wikipedia. Like he's obsessed with general knowledge. Like I don't read books. I wish I did. I listen to them. I listened to Sinead O'Connor one recently, which is really good. But um, he consumes books. Like the, the his bookshelf is insane, and it's all really meaty, like stuff about the war, stuff about like the history of India, all this kind of thing. But he always like spits out these really interesting facts. And I'm trying. He has a very ASMR relaxing voice. I think he'd make a gorgeous like mm. learn with William or something like a gorgeous little half hour podcast. Yeah. yeah. I love the love that you have for William. It's so nice. Yeah. Like, it's come across really well how much he means to you. And I think, th- I think will we leave the podcast there because I think it's a really nice way to Aww. end. Unless, Nathan, you've anything else you wanted to say there? I just selfishly want to ask about Currabini. Oh, yeah. I find yeah, yeah. that fascinating. How did you get into that? Well, to William, again, to go back to, to William, but that he's from a place in Cork called Currabini. Um, it's, it's his area. Um, and he, he went to Ballymaloo and did the cookery course down there and became kind of obsessed with food. And then I kind of, by proxy and also by him cooking all the time, became obsessed with food. Um, and I did the Ballymaloo cookery course. Then we ended up selling, uh, we set up a bit, the business, Currabini. Um, and I always, you know, say, I love place names for food, like Clonakilty, Ballymaloo is a place, blah, blah, blah. I'm from Nutgrove. What about Longford? So, exactly. I don't think, I don't know how familiar you <laughs> are with Nutgrove, but like, you couldn't really call a food brand Nutgrove, you know, yeah. that's for the shopping centre. <laughs> Uh, like Nookrove to me because I grew up there and I can say this you know when you you can say the thing where if you're from the place but like it conjures up like cans McDonald's in the park yeah. you know whereas Kirbini conjures up boats and you know growing vegetables and so it's a better name yeah. we did toy with Nookrove but no <laughs> I'm I'm glad we went with Kirbini um, that could be the offshoot brand it's a slightly cheaper version <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly so yeah we oh, were, were, were we made a cookbook and we we're, we're kind of flying along with that yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great so this is kind of dedicated to William I think I think podcast. so do you know I've never spoken this much about him to anyone I kind of I'm, really nice. I'm really in love with him again yeah. well, I you've, feel, you've ignited love. my love you're like beforehand I was considering breaking up with him <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's just brought a new I'm thing. gonna go home and shift him <laughs> is it uh, before we, is he a good shifter great kisser oh yeah great shifter I knew he would be oh I'd shift you into next week unreal yeah James thank you very much for joining us on Willie Shift my friend of course of course, check out James' podcast. What did, did you, you eat, eat this week? <laughs> Thank you so much, James. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to Will You Shift My Friend, brought to you 
by Go Loud. And remember, Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts. Whether you're looking for a laugh out loud comedy, a gripping true crime story, or some practical life advice, the Go Loud app is the place for you. And don't forget to like, rate and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Myself and Graham, we don't get out of bed for a four-star review. absolutely not. We need five stars, please. And you'll find Will You Shift My Friend first on the Go Loud app and all major podcast platforms too. Coming up on next week's episode... I think the ick is more is when like you get... You're like seeing someone you fancy so when they do something like if they run for the bus or something like that. Is like, that ick worthy? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, it wouldn't, I, I've never actually got the ick from that but the thought of it makes me shiver like.